Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's on Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about our thoughts on the latest episode of The Right Stuff and also The Mandalorian. We'll also be sharing our thoughts on some of this week's news, including what movies have been the top of the list in terms of what people have been watching, the Star Wars Lego uh, trailer. Um, also, we'll be talking about um, some potential new series for Disney Plus and a lot more. But before we go into any of that, just a quick bit of housekeeping first off, if you haven't already done so, make sure you do subscribe either on the YouTube channel or on our audio platforms such as Spotify, iTunes, and listen to our latest episodes. Come to you with a new episode every Saturday. We also have a little bonus episodes every now and again. Um, but also, you can find us on social media, on Facebook and Twitter, and obviously as well on the website over at whatsondisneyplus.com. You can help support the channel um, from as little as $2 a month from either Patreon or YouTube memberships. So a big thank you to our supporters of the Go tier and above, including Joshua, um, also um, Sarah. Huge thank you to Sarah for this month. Also to um, Andrew, Darren, The Juice, Lauren, and What's on Netflix for all of your support at the gold level and above. And a big thank you as well to all of our silver members as well. Moving on from there, um, yeah, let's jump into kind of some of the news. I'm just going to stop my dog from chewing on the Lego box. Um, so there's been a lot of rumours this week of been a bit of an odd week. The, the news cycle has been a little bit different. Um, obviously, there's something going on that we're not going to talk about, but it's kind of dominated the news. So there's not really been a, a huge amount of stuff out this week. Um, I don't know what. But nevertheless, um, important. Yeah, nothing important. Um, from there, looks like Loki is going to be getting a second season because according to Production Weekly, um, it's currently scheduled to go into production in early 2022. Obviously, right now they are filming, I believe, uh, down in Atlanta um, and getting that one done. They, they started filming back earlier this year, but obviously everything got shut down and so everything got put on hold. So the show's probably delayed a little bit, but... They're already talking about the second season, which I think is good because that's obviously showing a lot of excitement in this series. I think that Disney and Marvel have both realized that it is these really big shows that drive Disney Plus and with the current state of things, they want anything and everything they can to keep Disney Plus uh, at the top of the headlines and people talking about the series. Mm. And honestly, Loki was already one of the most popular characters in the Marvel Universe. Uh, so I'd have to assume that expectations are pretty high for this. Even even if this version of Loki isn't necessarily the one that people got attached to. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the important thing to note as well, is that I think we've all got, we, we're thinking it's going to be Loki that we've kind of, over the last few years, have kind of grown. Of course, he's gone back to the original Avengers 4, where he was in... I can hear that. Yes. Chomp, chomp, chomp. It's the the door stop, you see. She's decided that that's what she wants to play with. Oh, those are animals. love playing with those suckers. Anyway, Loki, yeah, as Roger was saying there and is now distracted by the the pup, and I'm now distracted (laughs) by the pup because the pup's on camera. Um, (laughs) Loki, of course, as we all know, uh, was in uh, Endgame, and uh, he got plucked from time, or he plucked himself from time, really, during the Captain America versus Captain America fight set during the first Avengers movie. Uh, and so all that character development that happened after the first Avengers movie, uh, most notably Thor Ragnarok, no longer counts. No, and I think that's the, that's the key thing, really, is I don't think we're really aware of how that's going to work out. I mean, there's lots of reports of what stories they're going to do and about time travel and older versions and alternative versions of him, which could be because we really don't know very much at all about this Loki series yet. I know there's just the time police or something like that are going to be involved in it. Yeah, but, we'll, we'll see how they go with it. I'm mostly hoping that we get some kid Loki, which was a great storyline from, man, I guess it'd probably be around about seven or eight years ago now, written by uh, Kieran Gillen, which is an absolutely fantastic story arc, even if you don't like Loki. Uh, Journey into Mystery starring Kid Loki is one of the best things that Marvel's put out in the last decade. And I'm hoping that they will at least reference that a little bit, if not in season one, then in season two. Yeah, I'm hoping that, I'm just looking for something different. You know, that's the kind of key thing. And kind of, because he's always kind of been that sidekick and always doing that thing of four. And it's just nice to sort of see him moving into doing something different. Um, But yeah, that's, that's pretty good from the Loki point of view. Also from the Star Wars point of view, um, it looks like, 
I mean, we've already known for a while that season three of The Mandalorian has been underway. John Favreau's been on social media saying he was doing it all during the lockdown, and we knew it was coming. Apparently, according to the deadline, production is set to begin either next week or in the next few weeks. However, there's also a possibility that they might actually be um, starting work on a new Boba Fett series, which is a spin off from The Mandalorian. And then, and then from there, it's not only going to be a, maybe a spin-off, but then the Mandalorian will start filming in the spring after they f- finish filming this one. Obviously, at the minute, it's all rumours. Nothing has been officially announced. Hopefully, we get that clarification of what's going on during the Investors Day event next week, because I think that will be, or not next week, or so next month, because I think that's when they're going to start announcing lots of this stuff. They kind of go, look what's coming in, you know, 2021 and maybe 2022 to kind of give us all something to look forward to. Um, but it's always nice to see more of um, the Star Wars stuff. Yep. And I take this the same as I do all the rumors. I, I can hope for it and I look forward to them officially announcing it. But until it is officially announced, I uh, don't accept that it is a thing that is going to happen. Uh, sometimes that ends up being the case. Obi-Wan, obviously, even up to like a couple days before they announced that, I was like, it's still a rumor. I'm not going to believe it until they say it. But that's also a bit of like, I guess in this case, um, like disconfirmation bias. But we've talked about all sorts of rumored series over the years. And uh, I can't even name what they are anymore because they were rumored for like a week and then disappeared. Well, I think I think the trouble is, especially with Star Wars and probably with Marvel as well, is pretty much every single character in the universe at some point has had a rumor about this getting its own Disney Plus series. Right. In fact, the- Boba Fett's already had a rumor. I, I think that was in a, that's a rumor going back several years. Although this this is not a continuation of that. This is a, a different rumor. Well, I think the thing is with Boba Fett is originally it was going to be a solo Star Wars story movie based on mm-hmm. him, and obviously that all got canned after Solo, and now they've obviously put everything on Disney Plus. So it's kind of been floating around for a while. Um, I mean, it's kind of looking like there maybe wasn't a huge amount of things happening between uh, the Return of the Jedi and the Mandalorian because it doesn't look like. I mean, he's a bit looked a little bit battered, but you know he was missing for a while, um, for a few years at least. So uh, it depends where they want to go with it. I'm I'm happy with it. I love Boba Fett because in reality I like him, but he's he's done nothing in really in in terms of the movies. You know, he didn't really do a huge amount. Obviously, we saw him as a kid in uh, Attack of the Clones and also the the follow-up, Revenge of the Sith. Though in the comic, in the, I think it was in the Star Wars Rebels, they kind of expanded on him a little bit, teaming up with some of the bounty hunters. I remember him uh, that. That was in, in Clone Wars, actually. Um, not that there's too much of a difference between Clone Wars and Rebels, but yeah, they, they had him um, learning under Cad Bane and, and becoming the bounty hunter that he would eventually have become. And I still would love to get the Clone Wars episodes that they storyboarded out of him and Cad Bane having their falling out in uh, a final duel. But yeah, he, he hasn't really done much, but he's still an insanely popular character. And I have to admit, I would love to see uh, a series with him. <laughs> and I would love to see a series uh, with Timothy Oliphant uh, reprising his role from the first episode of season mm. two of Here the Mandalorian, do kind of like a, a buddy drama with, maybe Boba Fett teaching Timothy uh, or the, the sheriff, I get the marshal. He was the marshal uh, teaching him the ropes and maybe handing off the legacy and making him an official Mandalorian. But yeah, that's all speculation. Now it'd be fun to see where they go with that one there, but yeah, it's definitely nice to see them moving on um, with other stories. We also got a brand new Lego star Wars holiday special. That's going to be coming on. was it November the 17th, which is life day. Um, kind of, I still think it's odd that they kind of have kept with that date. I mean, I know it means something to Star Wars, but they're keeping it separate. It's going to be about an hour long. What did you think of that trailer? Actually, I enjoyed the trailer quite a bit. The only part that that um, kind of uh, wiggled a little bit was the voice for Kylo Ren. It sounded a little bit weird. But other than that, uh, the jokes were funny. It looks like it's going to be a very fun romp through the history of Star Wars. And it's really what you would want from a Lego Star Wars movie. Well, that's it. I think, again, coming in as someone who likes the Lego Star Wars video games, I kind of know what I'm getting. So therefore that's always a good thing. Um, but as far as 
I mean, it looked fun. Lots of humor. It's going to be something I'm going to watch. I think kids are going to love it. I'm loving like the, how they incorporated Mandalorian and they incorporated Baby Yoda. And, you know, you've got the scene with the two hands together, young and old. You know, they're having a bit of fun with it. And I think that's what Lego does so well. They just have fun with everything. And that's kind of the, the, the good thing about the Lego Star Wars holiday special. And it's kind of one of the things, if it's, you know, if you don't like that kind of humor, then, you know, it's not for you. But it's just nice to see them do something. I think it'll be a lot funnier and a lot better than maybe the Free Maker Adventures, which kind of was a little bit more serious than this. Yeah, I, it had funny moments in it, like the entire episode with them trying to fix up that Starfighter from um, from uh, Phantom Menace, uh, yeah. the, the Naboo Starfighter, and then it just explodes at the end of the episode, which <laughs> admittedly was pretty funny. But it, yeah, it was more serious than most of the Legos, and apparently it's canon. Uh, which is really weird to me because there's some seriously overpowered stuff going on in that show. But yeah. and they've, it's canon. Got, they, they've got a battle droid called Roger. I mean, what an original name. I mean, uh, Roger, Roger, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know I, why you would... would I, don't, I don't know why I would have picked up on that. Yeah. But honestly, um, Freemaker Saga aside, it is still entertaining. But if you want an idea of what's going to be coming up in the uh, holiday special, check out some of the other... They, they range in length. Some of them are only like 15 minutes long. Some are 30. I don't, they, they don't really get much longer than 30, but some of them are multiple episodes. Still, if you haven't tried them, they are actually really fun. Um, so let's move on now to the top movies that have been um, announced by Variety. Now, this is the, the video on demand. So it doesn't include things that have been released at the cinema. Not that there's been a huge amount. But number one was Hamilton. So that's the Disney Plus one, it's closely followed by Borat 2. Um, so we're interested to see how that moves up. But this is kind of interesting to see that Hamilton is number one. There are a number of other Disney Plus movies on the list. Number five was Phileas and Ferb, the movie Candidates Against the Universe, which I thought was really interesting to see that so high up because I, I hadn't really, it's that kind of thing. Sometimes it's hard to know when how much things are popular, but seeing that in the top five, I thought that was fantastic. I thought, you know, for an animated movie from Disney to be in the top five like that. And maybe like a Disney channel show. It kind of, I thought that was really good to see that one in there. Yeah, that is a bit of a surprise, but it's also, you know, validating to say that, you know, Phineas and Ferb is still pulling in audiences several years after they well produced anything other than this movie. I know there've been some one-offs and such, but it's been off the air for a while now. And mm. apparently people still want more. I, I don't blame them having, you know, I'm most of the way through season one of that, and I can understand the love for it. Yeah, no, I, I, I liked it. I thought it was good. I mean, I hadn't really seen the season, but it's nice to see that one in there. Um, some of the other Disney Plus movies, in at number six, just below that was Mulan. Now, that's I thought was even more interesting because obviously that was a paid, you know, you had to buy that one. So that was, you know, that's up there already. You know, that already means that it's a much bigger in terms of numbers, than any of the Disney Plus um, movies, Mulan did pull in some money, and did, it's number six. The people go, oh, well, that's it's like, I'm there going, well, it's number six, and it's paid, and I think that sounds really, really good. You know, and I thought that that's definitely a good thing moving forward. And it's not just that it's paid, it's actually, even before you add in subscription costs, it's more expensive than almost any of the other digital movies that were released this year. I think uh, Trolls came in at, at $20 for you to rent it, and uh, the other ones that you paid for were normally in the $20 range, uh, yeah. whereas this one was more. Also, Mulan is uh, coming to Blu-ray and like 4K this, this week. I'm coming, and it will be arriving on Disney Plus on December the 4th. So haven't got too much longer to wait um, for that one there. So that, one, that was a bit of a normal one, because it kind of, it, 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 I don't know if you can necessarily get a boost I, from... So I had a question that this occurred to me. Um, this list, does it include stuff that had a theatrical run no long, no matter how short it was something like no, say i think it's literally just um i think yeah. it's literally just because digital on demand i would have been very curious to see how um onward and to a lesser extent frozen 2 would have yeah. stacked up to these frozen 2 obviously you know had a, a full release it was all before yeah. um this happened so not a, a fair comparison but onward only had a week or two before everything really came crashing down and didn't have a chance to show whatever its uh, its box office would have been. No, no, it was definitely um, strange of that one there. Um, moving on from there for some of the other ones, um, Black is King was at number 14. 
um, which was interesting to see. A lot of people were interested in that one. Artemis Fowl was at number 18. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that has no right to be in the top 20. <laughs> no, it did not. Right. Even as an, if you give it the benefit of being acceptable, which is what we said about it, it had no right to be in the top 20. Uh, 2020. <laughs> it's 2020. That's all we need to say. Um, then we have 23. We have Stargirl. Um, Speaking of ones that don't deserve to be in the top. Well, that I was really just like really <laughs> that one. Um, it was literally literally a, a place above Greyhound, uh, the movie which I even turned off. That was how boring I found that movie. That was the uh, Tom Hanks one, right? Yeah, on, on, on Apple, Apple TV. TV. Yeah, yeah. Well, when we got a new TV, I actually had Apple TV Plus like as an app. So um, that was like, oh, we'll try it out because we had a subscription. You know, you know, you have a subscription most of the time. Then we had uh, the one and only Ivan at number twenty-seven. That should have been higher, I think. Yeah, I would definitely Cloud, put it above Star Girl. Definitely. I mean, Clouds at twenty-eight. That should have been higher too. Yeah, I mean, Hulu got a few things as well. Palm Springs was at number twenty-six, and also Bad Hair was at number seventeen. I think the trouble is this year is this. Um, but I think <laughs> the, the thing is with um, these movies as a whole is twenty twenty. We've we lost the blockbusters, didn't we? We've lost. Yes. You know, we haven't really had a major huge movie since like March. I mean, obviously we had Tenant, um, but that's it. You know, there's just been very, very little since then. And I think that is ultimately the problem with 2020. It's like those movies, under any normal circumstances, those movies wouldn't, the bottom ones probably wouldn't. It's a real shame about the one and only Ivan. Um, Cause that, you know, that was a cinema release. That was supposed to be hitting cinemas and they pushed it over and it still didn't pull in. I mean, obviously sometimes you know, social media interest and things like Black is King and so pushes it up. But I would have thought the, the one and only Ivan, it was noticeable that Timmy Furrier wasn't on the list. <laughs> which, um, yeah, I which I think that was about them and the Disney Nature ones. They didn't make it. But Timmy Furrier was the only movie that didn't make the list. Interesting. I, I will say, though, that especially for the one and only Ivan and to a lesser extent, um, Timmy Failure, they really didn't... Uh, put much media out for them they, they dropped some trailers but i remember in the weeks leading up to you know the one and only ivan sitting there going like i still don't know what this movie's about mm. uh we, we don't have a poster the trailer only dropped a little bit before uh it actually came out they really did not put any backing behind it yeah it was kind of i think it was one of those movies wasn't it where they they knew that the, the it was eventually going to they didn't know where it was going to go and therefore um, this whole thing really of what they were doing with where where it was going to go and what it was going to do um, definitely makes a little bit more sense because they weren't promoting it they weren't pushing it because I don't think they knew where it was going to go to the last second yeah well obviously they wanted to do a theatrical release it, it was I'm sure a week or two in advance I, longer than that we knew it was coming yeah. to Disney Plus but they they have been trying to hold on to these bigger movies Mm. as long as they can before they finally have to go we we have to get something back from it you know that's what yeah, happened to mulan uh ivan it still could potentially happen with some of the big name titles that are coming up uh well, oh, they happening already, to soul yeah yeah well i mean Souls moved to obviously disney plus for christmas day but free guy and death on the nile have already been sl slid off the list i read that last night um be an article up today but yeah those have gone off they they're no longer coming out this year you know Essentially, because the problem isn't any better now than it was months ago. Um, and I'm really starting to look at, I've, I mean, I, I just don't think we're going to get anything. I mean, I know here in Europe and over here in the UK, you know, our, all of the procedures that they've put in place, they're all in place till like March, April. You know, we, we, this is all the rules they brought in. They've all been sort of positioned for that. So, I, I mean, I can't see any much changing over here, for example, and it's probably in the rest of Europe. And this is what the problem is for like Disney and all the other companies is they are dealing with not just the US. They've got to deal with, you know, Canada, China, Europe, all the rest of it. And that's the thing you've got to remember. It's not just about your local theater. You know, when they go, oh, they can release it in a, a drive-thru. It's like, yeah, well, that's not suitable for the rest of the world. Of what? <laughs> and ultimately, that is the issue. And also, people just not been going back. I mean, Tenant and New Mutants kind of showed that, you know, here's some movies. And I mean, if you look at the, what the box office is for each movie, nothing is getting like more than like two, three million. I yeah, mean, no, I, 
I wouldn't necessarily use New Mutants as an example yeah. for that. We all knew that wasn't going to do particularly well. It might have done a it good. Would have, it, would, it would have done better had it not been in a pandemic. Well, I mean, yeah. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It, but I think we we were also kind of resigned to the idea, even in a normal circumstance, New Mutants was kind of on the edge of like, are they even going to make their money back on this? They probably would have had a good first weekend and then dropped off. But Tenant is or was a huge release. Uh, an absolutely massive release that under normal circumstances would have shown up with Disney numbers, uh, you know, Mulan, uh, Marvel movies, so on. And it got destroyed at the box office. No fault of its own, obviously, yeah. but I would definitely use Tenet as the, I don't know, it, barometer for the the state of people going to see movies because there was nobody going to see that. Well, I think the trouble as well with like Tenant is, I mean, it's brought in something like three hundred odd million at the box. So it's done reasonably. It did better than maybe Mulan did, but the problem is ultimately is the people weren't there. I mean, there was a lot of other issues with Tenant. Apparently, I mean, I'll be honest, the movie didn't appeal to me. Uh, the Christopher Nolan stuff. If you take away the Batman movies, like. I think it was Inception. I had no clue what was going on in that movie. And yeah. it seems like Tenant kind of had that other issue as well. Um, so, yeah, I think as a whole, that's where this kind of whole thing has come into. Of nobody, It's just all over the place. And I think we're going to continue to see this. And I think that's why Disney are pushing ahead so much on this Disney Plus stuff. And hopefully we'll find out more. Because they're going to have to start pulling on some, I think, some of the 2021 dates soon. Because... You know, it's getting a, it's, it's a packed year. It's absolutely well, now it is. Uh, if the circumstances were normal, if the the virus went away at the beginning of the year, and we were able to have twenty twenty one as a normal year, we would have a practically a blockbuster, if not every week, at least every other week for the entire year. It, it'd be great. Not, yeah. I'm obviously not just Disney. We were adding other studios into that mix at that point. But yeah, twenty twenty one under normal circumstances would be absolutely nuts in terms of movies. But the trouble is, it's like for that point, I mean, nobody's going to go every week. No, nobody. And you know, that's if, even if numbers return, you know, people aren't going to be able to afford to go week after week after week. So you're going to, I think there is going to be some, some shuffling. Cause I think Wonder, uh, Wonder Woman was pushed back to June. I don't know if that's happened yet. But... Uh, soon. If it hasn't been official, but yeah, yeah, it, I mean, there, yeah. I I actually probably would be the exception of that. I probably would be in the movie theater like every single week under normal circumstances. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't have to take care of a family. I don't have to yeah. schedule around other people. I can just go whenever the heck I want. Most people can't do that, and no. and you'd still I mean, have to yeah. pick and choose. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's that kind of thing as well. Of yeah, for me, it's fine. But I, yeah, I mean, you know, I have friends and relatives and stuff. You know, they're lucky if they go once a decade kind of thing. So they're not the target audience. Um, Moving on from there, let's now talk about, um, we'll start off with the right stuff. We'll do the Mandalorian last because we'll do a bit more spoilers on that. So uh, the right stuff, what did you think of this week's episode? Uh, Not one of the better episodes, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, Part of that, I will admit up front, is I see them uh, skewing the timeline here. So there, there are things popping up in this episode, which honestly wouldn't even be happening in this series at all. Uh, since a lot of it would be happening after the first launch. Uh, Let's come back to that, though. Mm. Um, I don't know. It just feels like they're artificially adding drama at this point when there is already plenty of real-life drama building it. Like, the conflict between Shepard and Glenn and Glenn going over everybody's head and sending out all these letters. Uh, Yeah, there's a ton of drama in that. You can build an entire episode around that. Uh, but then they're going in and adding other stuff to it too, which they didn't necessarily need to do. Yeah, I, I mean, he, he definitely, you know, he went down on that level, didn't he? He went from like, oh, you, you're getting a bit nasty now. Now you, you know, you didn't get, you didn't get your pick. So now I'm going to write a letter. I'm that angry. I'm going to write a letter. <laughs> well, not just a letter. He wrote like fifty of them. Yeah. And remember, this is before computers. He typed yeah. out every single one of them. Yeah, and I think that's the thing, really, of just kind of um, moving on. Of you know, he he's, he's it's such a thing, and like the way Shepard was as well with it, it was a bit like you know he obviously instantly thought knew that something was going on with his. He's chewing my chair. Um, 
uh, and I think that whole thing of him like storming in, you know, you get these shots storming down there, and then he suddenly sees, oh, it's not me, it's you. And the, the guy sat there, and he's supposed, to, and I know this thing of like I was supposed to feel sorry for him. I was like, this guy's had like ten seconds of screen time. I don't care. As ultimately. I don't know who this guy is. It's like, who is he? Sorry, I don't right. even remember who he was. And, th- and this is the complaint I've had since episode one, is we've got seven astronauts, now six, uh, and you're focusing on three of them when you really, all, all seven of them have amazing stories. And when you actually bring in an impactful story like Deke Slayton, it's like, who is this guy? Why do I care? He's not, he, he's got some issue and now, okay he's not part of the story. So I don't actually care that he's not flying. Well, that was the problem is he, he just didn't, he did. I like, I don't know who he is. I've got no idea who he is. Um, he hasn't been really, f- I mean, if it was you know, like Gordon or even the other guy, you probably, but there's three of those astronauts. I've had so little time other than just being, you know, that every now and again, they would glance at them and that's right. all they would ever do. They, they appeared at the bar at the beginning when they were doing that whole glass thing, which was, frankly ridiculous and not in like ridiculous they're being ridiculous uh the show is being ridiculous at that point but that that's uh wally shara scott carpenter and deke slayton are those three plus gordon cooper yeah. was with them um the person in this case is deke slayton and this is one of the the issues that i was talking about where they're adjusting the timeline um the whole thing that they're talking about here didn't happen until late 62 and uh up until that point they thought he was going into space so but they, they moved it all forward, and I kind of, I understand because, you know, if they're ending after the first flight, then you would never have this bit of drama. Yeah. And it, it is actually important to stories, especially if they get to do a second season. But at the same time, it's like, you're bringing it up out of nowhere. It didn't actually happen this way. It didn't happen at this time. What are you doing here? You, you need to properly set this up. Right. I think the thing is the whole point of it was to set Shepard up. That was the whole. That was the right. Whole thing. So it was more of a of a thing of getting him off the handle and showing him, you know, ready to storm in and all the rest of it, and just how much it means to them all and all the rest. It was, I mean, that's this right. whole thing of him like collapsing in, in the shower. I thought that was very well done. The whole thing of them messing about in the pool was a bit like, really, what the hell are they doing this for? Yeah, uh, there was that too. Um, that actually did happen though. Um, that whole thing yeah. was legitimate i don't think it happened in the um in the hotel pool i think it happened in an actual nasa pool but in any event that was a thing and what's interesting is that sequence with him having to get out of the capsule because it's sinking yeah would actually have been a relevant plot point if we saw more than the first launch uh yeah which is uh disappointing because it's actually a, a really interesting story that happens out of that not for Shepard, it's for one of the other pilots but still I mean, I also like how the, um, the, the, the kind of, they brought in the chimpanzee, but they kind of fluffed over that real quick. I mean, that was I, just like, and th- this is the continuing theme of this episode is here's a plot point. We didn't set it up at all, but it's very, very important. Uh, so the chimpanzee, the, uh, his name was ham. Uh, he went into, he, he didn't even really make it into space. He got into low earth orbit and, or, sorry, suborbital flight and, and then came back down and then his story is done and, and everyone's just mad because a chimpanzee went yeah. instead of a human. And then also at the end of the episode, you're just like, oh yeah, the Russians got into space. And you're like, what? Hold, wait, hold on. Where where'd this come from? Well, it's, yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's, it's, I always find that thing in the difference between like the, the race of space between obviously the US and, and it's hard for us to imagine of like what that's like right now. But it was essentially, you know, America being a bit cautious was sending the chimp up had they sent up one of the astronauts they would have been first and i think that was that was how i read it, it was like they would be they were they they were a little bit too because of the interference from outside was why the chimpanzee went up that is correct although it is good that the chimpanzee went up first because as they showed oh, yeah. in the episode uh there were problems now yeah. it would have been survivable but uh, Shepard would not have had a very pleasant trip on that one at no. all. Um, and they skipped over some things in that, actually. The the capsule that the chimp was in, uh, because the, the separation happened too early, uh, it developed holes in the bottom of the spaceship and water started to come in and it started to flood. And they got them out, as, as that, that's accurate. They got them out in time. And they also don't talk about the fact that 
you know, they mentioned the switches that the, the chimp has to flip. It didn't work uh, at all. And he was getting shocked because right. he, he was doing the, the, um, the switches wrong, even though he was doing them right. Uh, they, they kind of just skipped that part of Maybe that was the second chimp. Either way, they, they kind of skip over all of that. And then all of a sudden, oh, yeah, Yuri Gagarin's in, in orbit. I'm like, oh, well, okay then. Yeah, it's, I suppose it's that thing. They've got, to, they've got to pick the stories to tell. They can't go into too much detail. But they do also have that added benefit of time. You know, they have got longer to stretch us all out because obviously comparing it to the movie, I haven't seen the movie. It's oh, a the, slower pace. Almost none of this happens in the movie. The, yeah. This is this is all completely glossed over in the movie, with the exception of them mentioning uh, Ham going into space, and they set it up better in the movie. Where mm. earlier in the movie they're like, "Who's going first, chimp or man?" and and there's a whole plot line with it. Yeah. But it's like you're saying, they've got more room, they've got more time to tell these stories, which is why I'm some kind of annoyed with them just dropping stuff on you. Oh yeah, Deke Slayton's got a, a heart arrhythmia; he's not flying anymore. Uh, oh yeah, we're sending a chimpanzee up. We sorry, we didn't tell you about that, but we're sending a chimp up. Oh yeah, Yuri Gagarin's in orbit. They have the room to set these stories up, and they're not doing it. No, I think that's ultimately. I mean, for me, I'm really enjoying the series. It's, it's, you know, it's like literally, it's like Friday night viewing. That's what we watch. You know, after the news, it's like right, okay, time for the right stuff because we're watching it together. Um, and I'm just, I'm just really enjoying it. It's, um, um, again, I'm not too familiar with the story, and it's just nice having something. Complete, I would say at the minute, just nice having a drama series that's not a, not a murder mystery. Um, because <laughs> yeah, no, no, no well, I'm, just, yeah. I'm joking. It's not. <laughs> no, but it, it's. I think as well, I mean, especially over here, like, you know, so many of the shows, it's just all ever it is, is murder mysteries. So it's just nice having something a bit different. Um, yeah. Speaking of different, um, The Mandalorian, episode two. Mandalorian. Definitely uh, what different. What do you think of that episode? Definitely different. Uh, no, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, same complaint as last week, which is I would like them to, you know, start advancing the plot a little bit. But having said that, you know, that whole chase sequence uh, on the ice planet, was great with the X-Wings and uh, I really enjoyed just the action of it. Even if the, the whole, like you, you can't use hyperspace and you know, the, you can't talk to this person was a little bit uh, what's the word I'm looking for. Um, I can't think of the word, but forced um, little, you know, artificial. Is. Yeah. Um, I kind of, I kind of made sense. It kind of, it, it kind of helped because there was always that thing I always think with Star Wars of like, you know, they have all these different languages and everyone can just speak everything. Oh, I had no problem with that. I thought so that was I hilarious, did, actually. I just like the fact of like they, they didn't speak and then they ended up using the droid and so, um, which I think was needed. I think they needed to do that over the importance because at the minute we didn't really know quite what it was. For me, no, because um, this was actually directed by uh, Peyton Reed, who did the Ant Man movies, and. It was one of those episodes where I think I laughed more in this episode than in most of the Mandalorian episodes. I, there were so many bits where I just thought I did laugh out loud. I mean, the whole thing with the rocket going up with him on there. Every time Baby Yoda like popped, popped an egg. Um, I just thought it, it, that really helped with this episode. I have to agree with that, uh, especially the, the rocket pack at the beginning. And just no dialogue, just the dude walking away with the rocket pack and just whoosh. I thought it was, it was like he was running away. I'm going, he's so going to shoot him. He's, he's going to do oh, something. Because, but then I, and I was like, oh, it'd be cool if he, and he did. And I, I mean, you could see it coming a mile away, but I did like that. And I also, it helped set up the idea that um, Baby Yoda is still being chased. They're still looking for him. You know, they, that, that whole storyline is, because it kind of, kind of got forgotten the first, in that first episode. So I like that, you know, and I mean, the, the special effects of, uh, that they were using and is a, you know, we're, it feels like we've definitely gone into movie territory because I mean, those um, spider scenes and the X wings and all that—it's like we're watching a movie right now. Yeah, there was there was that worry last week that they had basically spent the entire budget on the crate dragon fight, um, and I, I was a little bit worried about that. And then we get into this episode, and they've got the X wing chase sequence. We've got the 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 frost spiders or whatever we want to call yeah. those things, and got the eggs and, and baby Yoda. And yeah, the, the game has been stepped up. You can definitely tell that uh, Mandalorian season one, while they had faith in it, didn't have as much room to, to play with that kind of special effects stuff. And they saw the success and were like, all right, let's have some real fun. Let's get some crate dragons. Let's get some frost spiders. Let's, 
Let's have some X-Wings, do whatever. And I'm also hoping that we actually have episodes where every episode has the budget and they don't have to do that. Oh, we have to do a skimpy episode because we've spent too much on the previous couple. But I was like, okay, this is, you know, this, uh, you know, we've got these massive monsters in there. And I'm like, okay. I mean, it's kind of the monster of the week. And it's oh, like, definitely, definitely monster of the week. I'm a bit like, well, I kind of, those shows, it's like, that's not a bad thing. You know, it's like, I mean, you can't just keep pushing forward this big. And I think that's the trouble sometimes. I think everyone wants this overarching story and everything to mean something to something else and side quests we're on side quests we're just off doing separate things we're all living our life and he goes off and he's dealing with this i mean we don't yet know what the where the planet that he's going to how that's going to be and be important i mean it's a bit like with the whole thing of okay we're leaving tatooine we're all of there we go with the boba fett storyline for a while you know we're not going to be there and i'm like okay and then there's also that other thing is you know, straight away up comes a picture at the end of, you know, you've got Cara Dune and stuff there, and they're all there. I'm thinking, well, they, I mean, they're nowhere near this at the minute. You know, yeah, we're, 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 we've done a quarter of the, of the series and we've not even seen them. Um, yeah, I guess, yeah, because they, they, they stayed behind at the end of episode eight from last season. We haven't seen them. We know they're coming. Um, we've got suspicions as who some of the other characters are, but we haven't seen any of them yet. And, yeah, so obviously I mentioned this at the beginning. I do want them to advance the story a little bit. It, not an entire, it doesn't have to be an entire episode of it, but just kind of a little bit of forward movement. Um, what's happening with, uh, with the moth? You know, yeah. something like that. What, what's going on anywhere? Uh, what about these other Mandalorians are we going to see? And I realize it's all from the Mandalorian's perspective. Mm. That was true in season one. That's true in this season as well. We, we never see anything that the Mandalorian doesn't see. Yeah. But I would like some sort of indication that we're moving towards finding out some of those secrets that were left at the end of season one. Having said that, uh, Monster of the Week, I am totally fine with as long as the quality stays high. I said that back at the beginning of season one, mm -hmm. and I am perfectly fine with them continuing to do that through season two. Both of these episodes have been just a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. I kind of watched it in the morning. It's like, yeah, you sit down there laughing, enjoying it, watching it all. Got to the end of it and going, yeah, had, that was fantastic. Really enjoyed it. Had a great, a great show. Um, didn't, and it's that kind of thing as well. Sometimes you don't want everything kind of all meaningless and all lead. It's like, because I think the show would probably get a little bit like boring that way as well. Of like, how can they keep stretching this out? You know, it's like the, the, the idea of you, you hint at something and then you let the anticipation build for that rather than just go straight into episode two, straight into Matt, straight into Boba Fett. You know, it's right. like, no, let it, let it stew, let it, you know, do. And it means more when and when it happens. Um, hopefully in the next episode, we get to see we go back to something we're really about baby Yoda. Um, yes. Uh, going back to that original point there, I am 100% fine with them dropping hints about small things that will eventually become something. Let them percolate, let them grow, let them kind of tease out a little bit. So long as we have the impression that they do actually know where it's going. Uh, yeah. Because we have that problem with the sequel movies where you get mm -hmm. to the end of Force Awakens, you're like, uh, okay, we got a whole bunch of things we need to learn. They, they left a, a whole bunch of stuff for us to find out. And you get to the last gen, and it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, we're not actually interested in any of that stuff. We're going to go do something else. And then you get to, uh, what the heck was the last movie called? Uh, Rise know. of Skywalker. That's it, Rise of Skywalker. This is how, I'm a huge Star Wars nerd, and I can't remember the name of the ninth movie. <laughs> but the, the, you get to Rise of Skywalker, and it's like, oh, yeah, all the stuff that happened in Last Jedi, um, Meaning. Yeah, that's not that's not important either. It's one of those shows or one of those things where you have a movie like Lost, or sorry, a show like Lost, yeah, yeah. where you, for the first couple episodes you're like, "Where are you going with this? Going? Where are you going with this?" And then you get to you know season two or something like, you don't know where you're going with this, do you? No. And as long as the Mandalorian doesn't fall into that, as long as we always have that feeling that they know where they want to get to and they know how to get there, I'm perfectly fine with them letting stuff simmer for a while i do think as well of you know the the whole like adventure a week kind of thing that can help you know they can essentially have a three or four episode arc of the story and then you just chuck in these things in between and it can fluff out and i think that's the beauty of the episode run is you know you they can do that much easier whereas 
know, if it was 12 or 20 through two episodes, that's when you really get, it's like Monster of the Week, like people are going, oh, it's because I think people are like, are complaining about it. They're like, well, yeah, it's because you want the story to evolve because you've set your expectations. You know, and it's like, you know, this is a perfectly fun episode, but it's not what you want. You want the story to evolve a bit more than it actually is. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with that mindset too uh, especially nowadays we're very much used to uh shows that where every episode builds on the previous episode builds on the previous episode and until you get to the big finale but in this case i i'm perfectly fine letting them kind of get there on their own so long as we get to a satisfying conclusion at the end of season two and then on into season three it was also nice seeing like the x-wings i i thought that was great you know we had a full full-blown space flight you know then battling it out um kind of nice to see uh Floney have a little bit of a cameo in that one but also just the whole idea of you know he's not really liked by the um the new republic either you know that's the kind of you know well yeah. this is where the continuity comes into play too because the reason the new republic doesn't like him was because of something that happened in season one yeah. uh you know that whole jailbreak episode which admittedly was not one of the better episodes but you can see the consequences from it yeah. No, I thought that was good. And um, yeah, this is a whole lot. But for me, the big thing really was just, they, I mean, there's definitely going to be a lot more CGI of Baby Yoda. Um, there was, he was very mobile. Yeah. And like when he sat there, he's like, going, that doesn't look like the puppet because he's moving a lot more than normal. Um, but just him there with the eggs. Um, <laughs> the eggs were great. That, that was, and then even just at the end, he just sat there on the lap and suddenly, hmm. yeah, like he had, he had one tucked away. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing, the other thing we've noticed about Baby Yoda is he's getting a bit more vocal too. Like he's yeah. making noise, he's making more noises now. Now he's he's not speaking basic, which is what they call yeah. English in in Star Wars, but he he's making noises and he's kind of communicating a bit. And you also get the impression that he understands what what everyone is telling him, even if he's not listening. No, don't eat the egg. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I mean, even my dog knows it gives me the eyes like that. I know what looks, what's, what's going on there, but I think it's I do like that whole aspect of what they do, and also the thing as well of like him curling up to Mando. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously the fact that they sleep in the same quarters together. Um, you know, that kind of thing of the because they obviously showed uh, the Blizzard woman with her eggs cuddling up, and then he did the same then to Mando. And, you know, there are things like that. I'd like little just moving that along, you know, the fact of, you know, essentially, I think these two are going to be together for a while. I can't see them. It's like, it's hoping he's just going to pass them over at the end of the season. Well, we, that's going to be carrying on for a while. No. They're, and, they're a combo act now. And honestly, Baby Yoda is very much one of the big draws of the series. I think if mm. you got rid of Baby Yoda, either you drop him off with yeah. like the Jedi Conclave or, um, I don't know, the, the Mandos takeover or something like that. I think a lot of people would be like, well, yeah, it's still entertaining, but I don't really have a reason to to look forward to it every week if there's no Baby Yoda sitting there eating eggs. And I mean, he wasn't so much in the first episode, so it was nice to see him a bit more in this. But also, um, there's just, there was just so many moments with it that I, I really enjoyed with it. And I, yeah. I also appreciated that, you know, a lot in season one, he was kind of a deus ex machina character, you know, that that fight with the giant rhino horn thing mm. where he saved the day and, you know, he heals um, uh, the yeah. the bounty hunter contract guy, uh, heals him in that one from the, I, I can't remember the character name. Uh, he heals him from the poison, things like that. So yeah. he was like the deus ex machina, but this episode was him going, nope, you caused the problem. Well, the the last problem i should say yeah and i just, it was yeah it was just that kind of thing of just just nice to see it all and just the fact that he started the whole spider thing by just eating one, <laughs> eating one of them <laughs> and i'm glad was, that they don't and glad they don't shy away from it either they just like junk yeah slime everywhere it's, oh and the gross. other thing that i really liked is when kind of the, the rocket went up and like yoda he just like looked it up and was like you could sort of yeah well oh, <laughs> oh yeah no no Pedro definitely, or whoever was in the mask, definitely did like a, what? What do you, what do you expect me to do about it? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was good. And as, as a whole, yeah, I, I just a really fun episode and just really nice just to have these dropping week to week. And this is, this is what we've been waiting for. We've been waiting all year to kind of get um, some great stuff on Disney Plus. And now we get two episodes a week, um, 
which is really nice. It's just quite fun just to have two proper series that you can sit and watch. Even if my wife says what I'm, um, the man, she's, she goes, I really don't get what you're, why you're watching this rubbish. <laughs> For the where's my or? yeah where's my dad when um because i signed him i got him in logged him into my account um just before the lockdown i said well they got the star wars and right stuff to watch so let's log you in i, I oh i watch five episodes of a day <laughs> so he's, he's, he's plowed through but yeah it's 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 just fun to kind of you know have this like big proper star wars series on week to week and i'm loving it yep absolutely uh can't wait for the next episode and of course even when this is done We've still got a uh, WandaVision to look forward to. Uh, hope maybe by the end of the year, maybe at the beginning of next year. Um, I am honestly, I am expecting, and there's a lot of people kind of like WandaVision in November. So, no, that's what oh, it's not in November. No way. No, it's not coming in November. And it's like, it's like, you know, going off the of source code and stuff like that is like, yeah, it's there, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that can be changed just like that. Um, I still think they're going to, I, wouldn't be at all surprised if this was uh, either. Let's have a look. I'm just trying to think of when. I'm just going to have a look at the dates of the calendar because Mandalorian ends literally the week before Christmas, doesn't it? Right. And then they've got Soul dropping on Christmas. I would not be at all surprised. So, yeah, so Christmas Day is actually the last Friday of um, 2020. Um, so the, the following is the 1st of January. Uh, so it's going to be the 18th or the 25th. That would be my guess. I wouldn't be at all surprised if it was the 18th, the same day. It wouldn't like the last day of the Mandalorian, like the kind of a, like a double event. Or They could drop it Christmas. But I think the trouble is with like dropping one division on Christmas Day is it's not really a, maybe necessarily a family thing. I mean, there'll be a new, there might be a new episode that day, but I don't know. Um, if they're going to get a hit 2022, it's going to be one of those two weeks. I just can't see them dropping it at Thanksgiving. They would have, I mean, we're only two weeks away. I mean, I would have imagined they would have been a little bit more vocal about it by now. They will want to be pushing WandaVision very hard because they're going to need to make sure that the people who signed up for the Mandalorian are, are going to want to stick around after the Mandalorian uh, finishes up season two. Well, we've got the investors day next month. We've also got the, uh, We've also got the quarterly results coming up, um, I think, next week. So, yeah, I wouldn't be at all surprised if we see something soon. Um, ultimately, as well, they, they, you know, the current situation of what's going on in real life um, with everything, that does have a play as well of them of them trying to keep away from everything because if there's lots of big news going around, uh, it's hard to kind of get through. So they're going to have to... Uh, they, yeah, it's been a very quiet week for news, but I, I still think we might be a week or two away from them kind of re-announcing what's going on with WandaVision. Let let Mando have this moment, you know, that's the, and just let it keep building. Because a lot of people are going to be coming up for their annual subscriptions now. So I wouldn't surprise, I mean, there's a, I'm, they could easily drop a trailer this week and say it's coming on this date to get people to keep their, their annual subscriptions. Yeah, but I, I think they're still going to hold out just a little bit longer on that one. I think they're going to have to, uh, even if they gave a date, I think that all they have to do at the minute is say, you know, middle of December, end of December. If they can give the date, just a post of a date, I think that would help a massive amount with um, getting people to sign up. Yeah, that'd be fine. But that would be my expectation. And then a trailer once the Mandalorian starts to kind well, of taper off yeah. a bit. I think because we've already seen a trailer, it's a little bit like, do they, you know... Um, they might only give another trailer. There might not be a huge amount more. We're just getting TV spots and all the rest of it then. I think we'll have a proper trailer, but it will mostly be the 30-second TV spots, obviously. Mm. Um, look forward to uh, maybe a trailer on Thanksgiving when people will be at home watching yeah. whatever with, uh, with family members. But, well, is there, you know, is there we'll any football this year? Uh, I believe they're playing right now, actually. I think there is a season going on right now. Mm. Yeah, Mr. Sport. I, yeah, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, um, but yeah, um, so I think obviously like the Macy's Parade. I think that's that's like a visit they're doing it virtually or something this year. Honestly, I don't have a clue. I, I Thanksgiving is not my holiday. I I I don't enjoy Thanksgiving either, even under normal circumstances. Sorry, mom. It's true. I don't like Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, to be honest, last year we we we, we actually we were in um, Shanghai Disney. Uh, for Thanksgiving last year, and we actually went into a restaurant and we had mashed potato and turkey and all the rest of it. 
because <laughs> they, they they had like a Thanksgiving meal and with like mac and cheese and all the rest of it. So last year at Thanksgiving we were we were we were in um Shanghai Disney. So yeah, it was and we've been out there for. I mean, I remember once we were out in America and at Disney World. And we didn't, it was the first time we'd been, I think, or the second time. We didn't really know much about what Thanksgiving was. And we went to the Magic Kingdom on on Thanksgiving Day. And yeah, we didn't, we we quickly got on the monorail and we headed over to Epcot because we're like, it was crazy. You know, they closed, they closed the Magic Kingdom because of capacity and, you know, everything being shut. And we're just going, what is this holiday? I, yeah, <laughs> that, that was yeah. some bad planning on your part. Thanksgiving weekend and I think Christmas weekend are like two of the, the biggest days of the year at uh, at the Magic Kingdom and and the periphery parks too. I, I've definitely heard, um, uh, not Animal Kingdom, um, MGM. The heck's it called now? Hollywood Studios. It's been too long. <laughs> I'm forgetting all the names. Uh, yeah, Hollywood Studios. They, I, it's hit capacity on Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving weekend before as well. Yeah, no, it's it's very. Uh, the thing is, when we did this, this was pre-internet days. These are days before yes. the internet when you didn't know. You know, you had what was you know if you if you didn't know any newspaper, you that was yeah. We just didn't know. You know, you saw it. So obviously nowadays you you've got your tour plans and you can work everything out and you can ask us. These are days where you just had a brochure with a with a picture of the hotel, and that was all you had. I'm, <laughs> That's all you went I'm, to go off. for. For modern reference, I'm pretty sure if you go over Thanksgiving weekend, even if you have the two month in advance um, yeah. uh, fast pass because you're at a, a Disney hotel or whatever, you have to sign up on the hour that they become available. Otherwise, you are getting fast passes for Dumbo and Aladdin, and good luck getting on the Seven Dwarf Mine Train or or any of those other huge ones. It's not happening. Yeah. Yeah, no. So there we go. That's um, everything for this week. We'll be back next week with another episode where we'll be going for all the next week's news and continuing on with discussions about Mando and also the right stuff. We'll also um, we'll be talking about the uh, the new series that drops next week, which is the Inside Pixar show, which is going to have we're going to have five episodes. They're each about ten minutes apiece, um, and it's all about being inspired. And they go they basically broken down by the looks of it the season into collections. And they're going to be dropping it like that. Um, there was a little bit of information came out last night about each of the episodes. Um, but it's all about inspiration. So we'll be talking about that next week because that'll be the Disney Plus original for next week. Um, but on that note, guys, thank you very much for joining us. And we shall see you guys soon. Later. Later.